Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. This WBEZ podcast is supported by the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Suicide is a topic that hides in the shadows. It's time we talk away the dark, learn how to spot the warning signs for suicide, and how you can have an open, caring, real conversation to help save lives. Visit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention to watch the new short film and learn more at AFSP.org slash talkawaythedark. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. The Chicago Bears are now exploring Naperville in the western suburbs as an option for its new stadium. And the team is saying that Arlington Heights is no longer its only focus. This comes as the Bears are continuing negotiations over tax assessments of the Arlington Heights racecourse property. Here to discuss is WBEZ sports contributor Cheryl Ray Stout. Cheryl, are you surprised by this move at all? No, I think they're looking for some leverage. Mm. And when the mayor of Naperville, Scott uh, Worley, contacted them May 24th, and then uh, Kevin Warren had a meeting with them on last Friday, it's just, you know, it pushes the envelope with Arlington Heights. That's what they're trying to do. And you you can't blame them. Mm. Okay, so how did Naperville officially enter the picture? By, By contacting the Bears first. It wasn't the other way around. And so they're saying that, you know, they have the, re- the resources as far as the property and everything. And it's a different county, too. It's not Cook County. That's DuPage County. That's right. So you have, you have that government and agency involved with it, too. So, uh, you know, he's a new mayor. And if, a new mayor's looking big. He's a businessman, and he wants to see if he could get the bears to come there, which would, you know, ups his, his, his PR. So I, I can understand him. It doesn't make sense for the bears, though. Because you put so much money already into the, at the racetrack. Yeah, I think that's the part that has a lot of folks confused. Also, I mean, Naperville is 45 minutes from the loop. Right. As you said, it's not even the same county. Um, and 45 minutes from the loop when there's no traffic. Let's be clear about that. Could the team still be considered the Chicago Bears if they relocated there, Cheryl? Uh, they will be. You know, and, and the other teams that have moved, most teams are not in the city proper's that they, you know, that they label. They are actually in the suburbs of them. So they always keep that name. But I've heard that people said, hey, why not go out to Rockford? That would be way too far. <laughs> but I understand this is gamesmanship as far as the Chicago Bears. They need to make sure that they could push the Arlington Heights, Palatine and Rolling Meadows uh, their areas to try to push what they need to get. Yeah. Well, Naperville hasn't actually given any specifics no. on where the stadium's going to be, which right. is, of course, the, the big question. If a team's already spent hundreds of millions of dollars, Cheryl, on, on a site, and then they release this vague statement on entertaining other options, right? What should we as fans make of that? Wait and see. I think you have to wait and see. You know, they, as you mentioned, they, they spent $197.2 million just to buy the property. They're spending $3 million right now for the demolition. I've seen the, the, the trucks and everything there. I've mm. called by there since I live so close. So it's kind of like, hmm, why would you spending all this money and you're not going to stay there to do it? It just doesn't make common and sense. What are your priorities at this point? Just try the taxes. They're trying to get the tax uh, situation in their favor. 
the assessment was very high by Cook County. Uh, they assessed it for $197 million, which without uh, the racetrack there, that's what the Bears are saying. Wait, we're taking down the racetrack. It's not going to have that. It's not, you know, it can't function mm-hmm. as a racetrack. So it's not worth the $197 million we paid for it. And prior to that, the assessment was $33 million. So they're, they're looking for some leverage there. They're also trying to get a, a deal with the school districts yeah. because of their tax situation. is all affected by whatever happens to Arlington Park Racetrack. And that's Palatine uh, 211, uh, Palatine 15, and Rolling Meadows is part of that, too. Yeah. Well, let's hear from uh, the mayor of Arlington Heights himself. This is Thomas Hayes recently weighing in on this situation when he was on uh, NBC Sports Chicago. There are still hurdles to overcome. With respect to the Arlington Park property, uh, the tax assessment for the next two years obviously is the initial hurdle. This is just part of their due diligence and exploring all options. I would do the same as a business owner myself. I'm confident that in the end, Arlington Ice will be determined to be the best piece of property for the Bears Stadium. So, you know, as uh, Mayor Hayes mentioned there, that the tax situation is that big hurdle. So just dig a little deeper, Cheryl, and just remind us how we got there and what's going on. Well, as I, as I mentioned, the, the assessment is high right now, yeah. and, and they've actually appealed that assessment. If that appeal can go through in favor of the Bears, I think this will kind of mute a lot of what we're hearing right now with Naperville or anyplace else. Uh, the school districts are concerned that they are losing the property taxes you know, that they would normally get because of that. And here's the other aspect of it. If they build this entertainment area plus add residential there, you would be putting more possible students' burden on these school districts. Mm -hmm. So that's something that has to be considered. And that's why uh, Palatine, Rolling Meadows, and Arlington Heights are concerned about the taxes. So just walk us through what you think are the pros and cons then of a stadium in Naperville Mm -hmm. versus a stadium in Arlington Heights. So we know, of course, the taxes. The taxes are, are lower are, in one. And we don't know where it would be, be built in Naperville. They don't have a, a 326-acre area that yeah. they could put so it in. So that's a big question mark on the Naperville side. Exactly, as far as that goes. I mean, again, how does it affect their traffic situation, where they build it and how they do it? Naperville is considered one of the best uh, cities in all of America, so they have that going for them. But when you look at Arlington Heights, Everything is in play. They have a train station that's right there. The Arlington Park uh, train station is right there. That's mm-hmm. where people get off and can go right to the easy stadium. Easy access. Yeah, so there's easy access. Again, they have to figure out what to do with 53, Route 53 at Euclid right there, and Northwest Highway. And again, for people that don't know, Northwest Highway is not a highway. It is two lanes each way, and it's it would have to be expanded. Okay. And that's what the mayors of Palatine, Arlington Heights, and Rolling Meadows are concerned with. How is the infrastructure going to be? How is the traffic going to be handled? And how much of a disruption is this going to be as they start to plan and build anything? And what happens to the money that the Bears already paid for Arlington Heights if they decide yeah. somewhere else? Can they get it back? I, well, they, they, they're taking, they're demolishing the, the, the racetrack. So it's not, it's not worth that $197 million right now with the, what they've already done. Have we seen this before, Cheryl, where you know a team just kind of publicly flirts with the idea of another location after... It's, it seemed like they were committing to something else. Yes, and I was covering that too in 1988. The White Sox wanted a new Comiskey Park because the old one was crumbling. And they had a deal that was in place pretty much with Tampa. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's in the Tampa Bay area. And they actually were going to move there. But James Thompson, 
the governor of Illinois, last minute, actually went past midnight to get the money for a new stadium that was actually a publicly funded stadium. Okay. But it happened right after. And in fact, if you want to ever go to Guaranteed Rate Field, when you walk into the front, there is a plaque for Jim Thompson because he got them the stadium. Oh. <laughs> but they were going to go to Tampa area. Really? Okay. Yeah, I, I knew I knew people in the front office that had already bought condos to live down there. So this is this is a thing. This is mm-hmm. a regular thing. What if anything do these latest developments Cheryl tell us about our new Bears president Kevin Warren? When he got the job, you knew there were a couple reasons why. One, he had a he had the uh he had the job at the Big 10 commissioner and he did a lot there by getting them big big money as far as a TV deal and expanding. But here's the more important issue, or positive for him. He was with the Minnesota Vikings when they built their new stadium. Mm-hmm. So he understands all the layers that you have to go through, all the, you know, you have to hit, check all the boxes. He understands that. He also knows how to be politically involved where he has to push the buttons. And so he's very, very important for this. He didn't, he wasn't there when they made the sale. That was Ted Phillips. But it's now... Kevin Warren's job it's now to get it done. His problem. It's yeah. his. It's his to get it done. The city of Chicago is also looking to to potentially resume talks <laughs> with the Bears. You laugh. Is it too late? I mean, what, what should we expect next from the organization? I, I, I see that there's people that want it done. You know, but I think that bridge is already. Close. It's bye done. bye, Soldier bye Field. Bye. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Let's shift to some other sports news while I have you here. Mm-hmm. Chicago Sky had a really nice comeback yeah. on Sunday. They played against New York. I'm curious how they're doing so far this season overall. Well, you know, it's, it's really funny fun to watch it. This team they were they are down players, you know, and and on Sunday they were down they were down to eight players because Dana uh, Evans had a migraine. But this is a defensive team that can if they could force transition basketball, which is what they've been able to do, they can score points. Uh, Kalia Copper is their leader. She mm-hmm. is, you know, but it's fun to watch Courtney Williams. She's the veteran. And you've got to watch her play, which in the fourth quarter, she's been scoring big buckets in the fourth quarter. But she knows how to needle players and on the fans. At one point, she was getting into it with New York fans, blowing kisses to oh, them. Oh, really? You know? so she, <laughs> they so, didn't like that, did they? No, no. But, but there, there's a lot of pieces to this puzzle that James Wade is trying to do. And he's also got these players that they have been playing in Europe. They've never played in WNBA, so they... They're rookies, but yet they've got the experience. Mm-hmm. And so you see that. But they had injuries. They do have some injuries that they have to worry about. Uh, the fact is is that uh, Rebecca Gardner had to have surgery on her knee. Oh. And that's a shame because she was a defensive spark plug. But the team is centered around Kalia Copper and Elena we knew Smith. we knew she would be the, the yeah. focal and point. Yeah, and he proclaimed that she was a leader. And she's taking it. And she's taking it seriously. Yeah. Um, I hear something about new investors, too. Yeah. The report came out today that there ten uh, percent of the team has been sold to eight women, and wow. one of the women is Laura Ricketts, one of the owners of the Cubs. So this is really great news because they have they want to invest in a team that they want to expand as far as the practice facility. They 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 use a, a, a park district practice facility. They want that. They want to expand the staff, yeah. which they need to do, and marketing and expand the fan experience. So this is a positive for the Very Chicago positive. Sky. That's great. And, of course, they've got a game tonight at home mm-hmm. against Indiana, so good luck to the Sky there. Um, also reports, well, more so rumors, Cheryl, yeah. about uh, Chicago Bulls guard Lonzo Ball not being, um, not just being injured, but never being able to play again. Yeah, we're hearing a lot about that, and that's really unfortunate what? if that comes true. And the concern is for him, you know, he's a young man. He's yeah. only in his early 20s. 
And the fact is that the Bulls have to decide, do they apply for the uh, NBA disabled players exemption? And if you do that, you're saying he's not going to play at all next year. Well, he didn't play at all this last year. And he's having a cartilage of, uh, it's actually a, a cadaver cartilage put into his knee. I mean, if they do sign that, I mean, could, can he come back maybe later? Yeah, if, I mean, he yes, he could. But it, this would like, it, you could make the decision for a year. And that's what they have to consider. He's got two years left on his contract, $10 million for each Ooh. year. So that's, that's a lot of it's money that, that, that the Bulls are losing. But also the player itself, it's really hard, young player, to be devastated with injuries. Of course, and, and then bad timing on top of yes. it. Yeah. Um, and let's talk briefly about the White Sox's Liam Hendricks who made a huge comeback since yeah. his career diagnosis. T- talk more about that recovery. You know, I, I know Liam real well, and it's very emotional to me when I think about what he went through. When he came back uh, um, a week ago today, first time, it was very thunderous when he did it. But this weekend was even more. He uh, he pitched an inning on Saturday, had a clean inning where he got everybody out, which was really important to yeah. him, and he got a strikeout, so he kept that ball. Yes. Then on Sunday, he, he pitches the ninth inning, and he gets two strikeouts and the third out, another clean inning. And the White Sox come back with a grand slam at the bottom of the inning. So he gets the win. Incredible. After the game, I go to him. I go, you had a clean inning and you got the win. And he, and this we, we both started to tear because my wife texted me that today is National Cancer Survivors Day. Oh. I mean, you know. Oh, my goodness. That's wonderful. And now he's going to be in New York. And I said to him, how, are they, how do you think the Yankee fans are going to choose? He goes, you know, I, I kind of like the Yankee fans, <laughs> no matter what. But I think they're going to give him quite the quite the applause. That's so special. So special. Cheryl Ray Stout is a WBEZ sports contributor. Thanks so much for these updates, Cheryl. Thank you. Good to see you. This episode of the Reset Podcast was produced by Michael Liptrot and edited by Micah Yason and Stephanie Kim. Thanks for listening and have a great rest of the day. We'll meet again soon. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.